We are the young adult ministry of Church of the Harvest, located in Olathe, Kansas. Every week, we will explore the challenges, opportunities, and struggles that many young adults face and how faith is practically applied throughout this incredible season. For more information, visit our website or our young adult Instagram. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Harvest Young Adults podcast. My name is Royce, and as always, I'm joined by my amazing co-host, Kristen McAfee. Kristen, it's a new decade. What is going on? 2020 came fast. It's It's here. so fast. New decade, (laughs) new year. Doing really good, though. All the new things. Guys, welcome to uh, the new decade, the new year. Happy New Year for everyone. Um, It is, we're, you know, right at the beginning of the new year. And so a lot of things are are happening really fast. How has your first, like, you know, time season of the new year been for you? For me, it seemed like a flash. Like, it's been so fast. Like, it's been kind of crazy because I was back at school on, at the top of the week. So some districts didn't go back till the middle of the week or didn't have students at least till Wednesday. But my school district decided to have kids on Monday. So we had teachers, we had meetings on Friday, then we had the weekend, the students were back. And so that's been cool. Actually, really, I prefer being with my students than in meetings. So for me, that was kind of cool. But I'm happy to get to the weekend. It's been a long week. It's been a long week, but it's been good. Yeah, it kind of seems good. like that's how it goes. I actually went... Uh, yeah, you and, did some traveling, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I went to Texas and hung out with some some of my family down there, and so it was always a good time to just get away. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you have the inevitability of coming back and all of the, the work to do. I've got a really busy year. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a lot of travel this year and just a lot of things I got to be really purposeful about. And so, um, but we came back and the, the youngest was sick. Mm. So we, we, uh, got hit with that. And so it's made for a little bit of a odd transition into the new decade, but it's good. So, um, Hey, so I know a lot of times with the new year, right? Everyone's kind of thinking about new things and, um, so I want to kind of talk about navigating that, right? So depending on whether or not, you know, you're going back into a school semester later this month, middle of the month, maybe, maybe even early February, just kind of depending on where you land, or, you know, you're looking at a new calendar year with your uh, work and career. Um, a lot of times we can get focused around some different kind of things. And so I wanted to have the conversation just around um, how to navigate, like, you know, New Year's resolutions and um, things of that nature. So are you are you a, a resolution maker? What, what's your, what's your I deal am the over-the-top one who over is the like, top I'm one. the one asking mean? everyone what theirs is and then telling them if they ask me back what my extravagant list is. I have a feeling that even if they don't ask you back, Yeah, you know, it kind of just depends on the conversation, but if they're not willing to throw it back, I'll just invite myself into that conversation. I love the idea of the new year can be like a landmark for a fresh start, okay, leaving the old year, going to the new year. As Pastor David kind of talked about, you know, leaving well and then entering into something well, but I have also talked to people who are like, it's literally just another day on the calendar, so why, why all the you know, fuss about this new year, why the celebrations when it's really just another day. And um, I've gotten a lot 
more focused, I feel like. I feel like I'm the type of person who I won't make a resolution or make a goal or say I'm going to do something at at the top of the year and then forget about it a week or a month into it or feel discouraged or feel like I failed. Um, To me, a goal or a resolution is just just an intentional area that I want to see some improvement and growth in. And I try to make them reasonable and not too outlandish so that I can actually see some success. Right. You know, I think that I'm, I'm with you in the, I guess, kind of focusing piece of, you know, that conversation. But I really hate the term New Year's resolutions. Yeah. Like it just seems like, because let's, let's be really honest with it. It's a mindset, right? It's a mindset adjustment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not you know, to the people that would say it's just another day on the calendar. Yeah, sure, it is. Now, let's, you know, be under, understanding, too, that it's another, uh, you know, revolution around the sun. And so it's not just another day around, you right. know, the calendar. But that, that day on the calendar is set there for, for a reason. And I think it's an opportunity, right, for a lot of people to kind of shift their mindset to focus more. Uh, but I feel like when you set a New Year's resolution, the mindset that comes along with that is kind of this weak connotation of like mm-hmm. by the time March hits, no one's going to be doing everything's fizzled right. out, which is totally different than a goal, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And that is maybe just like my thinking, but I tend to be goal oriented. And so if I am going to examine something at the beginning of a year, a lot of times it's going to go coincide with my overarching goals, which usually aren't annual. Like I do have yearly goals, maybe around my, my work or, you know, something that's more personal, mm-hmm. um, with like my family, like going on a vacation or, um, even personal to like fitness or something like that. Um, but all of those things play into a three year, a five year, right. Goal based on the season of life mm-hmm. that I'm in. And they're just markers to keep me focused in the midst. Uh, do you find yourself that way or is it kind of the resolution that kind of comes along with the inspiration of the year yeah, or what? I'm definitely that way. And um, I actually just read this book. I think I mentioned it last Ooh, podcast. I, What's it I like do. to read? <laughs> I love it when I have time to actually right, read. You. And, you know, I love the feeling I get when I've actually read something from start to finish. And one of the books that I made a point to do that with is the book To Hell with the Hustle by Jefferson Bethke. Yeah. And man, if you want a challenging read about prioritizing and really taking the time to value the people and the things in your life, I would highly recommend that book. And it's actually interesting that we're talking about this because he's talked to a lot of people about the word goal and setting goals and just the intentionality intentionality of that. And I'm would consider myself a goal-oriented person. But I'm realizing that there are so many people who really look at that word very negatively because it's kind of like an end. So, like, I have Mm -hmm. to start this and I have to get to the end. If I don't get to the end, then I failed. If I don't get to the end, then I'm not successful. But um, And not praising the progress along the way. So, say I had a goal to save $10,000 um, in a year or $5,000, whatever the goal is, and I don't save that much and I only save 3000 or, you know, I only make it to 7000 if my goal is 10000 in a year, which is a very high number. <laughs> um, but say, for instance, that was the goal and I was really working to reach that 
and I only saved seven thousand, and I was short three thousand. You still save seven. That's 000. still seven thousand, right. and I really feel like my mind just naturally thinks of it that way. Like I don't um, get down on myself about that. And so Jefferson Bethke in the book he wrote kind of just wanted to get rid of the word goal because it was just like um, just the negative feeling of it. And he actually called it just rhythms of life um, that you just want to incorporate into your everyday. So if you want to get better about saving, okay, how much money each paycheck am I going to tuck away to savings? And so if I miss a month, that's okay. I can get back into it the next month. It's not like, ah, man, I missed my goal. Now I feel like I'm a failure and I can't continue progressing in this. And I can celebrate at the end of the year the three thousand I saved, even though I was trying to get the five thousand or whatever. So um, I think that's really interesting, and I think that um, that's really helped me in my communicating to other people um, that there is no condemnation in not reaching your goal or not reaching that marking that marker that you set for yourself, but really just focusing on growth and are you growing? Yeah, there's so many ways I want to take this conversation right now um, because, like, as you're talking. We're using some some language, like whether it's it's mm. shedding a word and exchanging it for a different word, for instance, goals versus rhythm or mm-hmm. whatever. Like really what we're talking about is this this shift away from one mindset, right? Which is a um, maybe a more negatively prone mindset, mm-hmm. meaning I didn't do it exactly the way. Like some people are very um, they're just wired that way. Like they've got to hit the exact thing. Or they're just completely unhappy. Um, and I'm reminded of, you know, Romans 12, 1 and 2, when Paul says, you know, hey, like, don't be conformed to the image of this world, right? But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm-hmm. I think about that mm-hmm. verse a ton, especially when it comes to things like this, because if we if we understand like, hey, my mindset whenever I am not submitted to the perspective that God has, right? Whenever I'm just looking at things the way that culture looks at things, or I'm looking at the things the way that I was like maybe raised to see them, or, you know, even within the public education system, it gets really Mm -hmm. weird because we get turned into this number and where our value is equated to our great thing. Like it kind of gets weird sometimes. And so we're, we're almost ingrained with this perspective of performance equals perfection, mm-hmm. right? And that or that, success, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of begins to dictate some of those mindsets. And but what I find is that in that we're mostly negative. Like we can measure where we lack and be really cynical, as opposed to being balanced with where we're not losing. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the loss always feels or the deficit always makes a bigger dent than the balance of where we're actually winning. And so that's where I kind of think about that verse in that in my fallen nature, right, my mindset is set to be negative. Mm -hmm. And so whenever I see myself like really getting down or like crawling into that, that wormhole or that spiral of like shame, condemnation, guilt, which only leads back into the the behavior that caused it in the first place. Right. Like so many people don't realize that it's like, Oh, I'm ashamed that I overate. And so I feel guilty. And so now I'm depressed. And so I use the coping mechanism of, of eating more to deal with that, to be a temporary right. solution to that. And it's just cyclical. And so many people get stuck there. Mm-hmm. And so I think it keeps a lot of people from even having aspirations or even having goals. Mm-hmm. Like, 
man, why I don't even want to hope because like I just kind of find myself in this weird place. And so I'm just going to let life kind of happen to me day by day. And I think that verse is really helpful. That's kind of one, you know, direction. But one thing I did want to ask, so what are some, it's brand new decade. You're just talking about Mm -hmm. being, you know, rhythm or goal or however we want to call it. So Mm -hmm. what's some, uh, some kind of aspirations, the things that you want to see out of this year for yourself? <laughs> I love this question. <laughs> like, too much. <laughs> like, I'm literally like, I was hoping you'd ask. Um, my friends make fun of me because I have, like, seven categories. Your friends shouldn't make fun of they you. They should not. And I, I ask them the same categories Kristen McAfee every year. is a person who knows what she <laughs> wants, okay? Listen, it's fine. It's so you fine. have seven categories of goals or Seven categories. And so I'll just share... Just a few of them, but basically some of the categories are things like, you know, how I want to grow in my faith spiritually, how I want to grow and being intentional about that um, financially, just being. Wait, you're, you're saying that doesn't just happen via like living? <sighs> it does not. Wow, you have to be intentional about growth? <laughs> I actually, God is I someone I want know. to get close to. So that takes wow, that's gonna time. that's going to be so helpful. Right, that takes prioritizing and especially in the busyness of life, you know, all the voices everywhere, it's really important for me for sure to set some time, set a set a goal or set a rhythm of life of how I want to grow in my faith. Um, financially, I want to see growth and even just whether it's knocking down some debt, um, figuring out how much I want to put towards savings, or even if I'm in my career, mm-hmm. investing money and figuring that out. Holy cow, that's right. a whole world. Um so things like that, um, physical goals like being um, healthy, how what things I put in my body, social goals, um, emotional goals, um, mental goals, hey, professional goals. Hey, quick goals, caveat you know? right there. Just want everyone PSA, right? Yes. You control your emotions. All right, just let's put that on the table. Yes. I'm just going to put that as a side note. We'll maybe come back to that at a different podcast. That would be, that'd be a great conversation. But there's, there's two different things. You, you can change the way you think. That's number one. That's a reality. That's a real thing, right? You can change the way that you think, and your emotions do not control you. You control your emotion. Disney and Pixar lied to you. Inside Out lied to you. <laughs> your emotions don't sit at the control panel of your life and control you, okay? You control your emotions. And if you're really smart, you say, I'm terrible at being Lord of my emotions. Holy Spirit, you be Lord of my emotions and you take control of them now. Yes, so yes. just a little PSA. Yeah, definitely having um, just kind of looking at my emotional health and even what thoughts I have going through my mind or if I'm you know thinking through something or haven't even released something maybe forgiveness-wise or something like that and that's affecting um, how I process through certain situations. Um, that's something I really reflect on and think about. And I don't know what number I got to, but I also, um, relational goals are important. How am I mm-hmm. impacting the relationships around me? And so for me this year, my one of them is just resting and prioritizing. Yeah, you you, need okay. to, you definitely need to rest, prioritize rest. Pri- yes, yes, <laughs> I do. And like I said, that um, book really just brought to light so many things as well as key people in my life. So that's something I've really been focusing on. Um, you know, putting into savings, um, just building uh, my account and savings. And um, I'm wanting to, I don't know if I'll read through the whole Bible this year, but there's a plan that I'm following and the church is doing their reading the Bible in a year, which yeah. is awesome. Um, really get engaged and plugged in. I've been loving the Facebook group. So yeah, if you really don't really know too much about that, you can 
um, contact the church and kind of get information about how to get plugged into following the churches, reading through the Bible. That accountability is awesome. And the notes and things, just reading through it, it's just been really encouraging. So just getting... Yeah, and in- one thing I will say on Go that ahead. too, if you if you do that, like, mm-hmm. please do that. And one of the things you'll find, right, is that as soon as you know, as soon as you start reading the Bible, you start having questions. Like, yes. ask those questions. Mm-hmm. Please do not ever feel like you have a question that can't be asked or a question that's going to be like offensive. Like, it is the natural progression mm-hmm. of a healthy disciple to ask questions, uh, you know, because that means that you're, you're not just mindlessly, you know, regurgitating information in your mm-hmm. brain. It means you're engaging it. And so those questions are really important. And they're, you know, as a pastor, they're one of my favorite pieces yeah. of, you know, doing this whole thing. Um, and so ask questions. Yeah, for sure. And just even my goal is just reading the Bible more, just yeah. in, like daily, weekly, just getting in my word more and so that's been just really cool. So those are a few. What about you? Do you have any um, aspirations oh, this man. year? Yeah. So, so, you know, some are very business oriented. I've got a lot of teams to build mm-hmm. um, this year, which is great. It's kind of like one of the things I love to do. I really like to just see people be put in a place to have their you know potential um, pressed on and really developed. And so I love that. So I got a lot of that going on within kind of my career world. Um, I have some personal family goals. We want to um, go out to California to see my granddad and take the girls out to the beach. Oh, fun. And then um, I've got some some fitness goals. I actually want to uh, – I'm on track and studying to get my uh, certified personal trainer's license by May. Um, so I want to tackle that and have a lot of fun there. And then um, I'm doing the New Testament every week. So my goal is to read the New Testament 52 times this year for 2020 to kick off the decade. Wow. So you're just like, how is that going to look in your everyday? Like yeah, certain like, books? No, it's uh, it's actually chronological. Okay. So put together chronological um, Monday through Sunday. So it's every day, right? So <clears throat> um, it's it's quite a bit. You know, it's the New Testament takes about uh, average reading speed. Um, it takes about 24 hours. A little bit under 24 hours to read the whole New Testament. Um, And I read a little bit faster than average reading speed. And so I think it's like, I don't know, it's like 15 or 16 chapters a day. I break it up into a morning and an evening. You know, so here's here's the way I I put it. Um, So two hours of reading your Bible a day for an average American, you're going to be able to complete the New Testament in a week. Um, and for, I think the average time spent on Instagram per day is like two hours and 45 minutes. So if I can just spend less time on the gram and more time in my Bible, um, then there you go. I heard one thing really, it was really great. Like it, it was, uh, it's a little bit dated now, but the quote was, it was a quote from a pastor up in I think like Minnesota or something. He said, um, he said, Facebook and Twitter will be this generation's evidence that they did have time to pray so Mm. it's just a you know it's one of them things that's so good i feel like if i can be you know i I think the the greater conversation for me is understanding the progression of health Mm -hmm. right because we think about a lot of times especially around a new year we think about physical health a lot of people set fitness goals or Mm -hmm. dietary goals and things like that and what a lot of people miss in that progress or in sorry in that process Mm -hmm. is that fitness to a certain degree i'll say it this way physical health Mm -hmm. okay 
is a direct byproduct of mental health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where a lot of people miss even further, though, is that mental health is a direct byproduct of spiritual health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the, the so the more spiritually healthy I am, the more I'm going to be able to rightly understand who I am as a person and therefore how I think about not only myself but the people around me. Therefore, the more I'm going to be able to rightly steward my own body, mm-hmm. right? And I'm really glad you said that because I was just in my mind even thinking about like, oh my gosh, I literally just went through all those categories on the podcast and how crazy am I? But that is where they originated from. Like when I think about my everyday, I have a job. So mm-hmm. I carry myself as a professional. So that's where my professional goal came in. I have a family. Relationally, I want to be there with my family. I have friendships. I have people that I'm interacting with. And so if there's ways that I can grow or even growing in my communication, I Mm -hmm. meet so many people and different people communicate in different ways. And I've just been learning so much more about that. And it's crazy. Just like, you know, thinking about how I typically accept communication and my mode of communication, how my family talk with me. And then you're interacting with someone who that's not how they deal with stuff. Like, in my family, we're pretty confrontational. If something's <laughs> up, it's going to come out. We're not going to sugarcoat it. We're not going to put it under the rug. We're not doing any of that. But then I have some friends who where that wasn't the context in their family, and right. they don't really know how to handle issues that are like, okay, there's clearly an elephant in the room. So let me let me kind of let me piggyback off yeah, this because this is going to take us down a weird a little bit of a weird path, yeah, but it's but it's a there. good one. So let me ask you this because we're sitting here talking about goals and like mm-hmm, resolutions. Mm-hmm. And let me just ask like why so you you named for instance your you said you have some like uh some fitness goals or some financial goals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why are those important to you? I think because they're just a part of my life. They're they're and they they're a part of my life, and they, um, what I do with them, just affects me, and even just my worship to the Lord. Like I just feel like everything that I do, the money that I make, how I you know take care of my body, is something that I should value and treasure and I shouldn't disregard the life that I have here on earth. And I want to steward well, I want to steward well the things that God's given me so that I can be available for what he would have me to do. I can be, um, my mindset can be right. I can just be open to obeying the Lord here on earth. And by stewarding my time, well, my relationships, well, my resources, well, I'm, um, through the power of the Holy Spirit, more available to do the things that he's called me to do. Right. And I'm not tripped up by um, just things like it talks about in Hebrews about, you know, the it says lay aside every weight that so easily entangles mm-hmm. us. And there's these weights that, you know, distract us from pursuing the Lord. And so by intentionally becoming healthier in those areas, I feel like that allows me to glorify the Lord more in my life. Yeah, I find that like, you know, there's there's two types of I guess, kind of goal orientation, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we can think about goals as something that betters us, um, or we can think about goals as something that is used as a representation of, of worship, right? So mm-hmm. 
So being selfless in an area to promote another thing. I think another thing, though, that I, I've seen quite a bit, like, I'll just put it in the spiritual context. So, you know, a lot of people want to read their Bibles more. Right. Which is great, and I love that. But when you ask the question, why? So many times it's because people feel very, um, they feel very insufficient in their understanding of Scripture, or they don't have confidence when approaching certain spiritual um, conversations mm-hmm. or practices, or how, how do I share my faith, or how do I witness this way, or, you know, a lot of those things. And so people go to, oh, I'll read my Bible, and then that will give me more confidence. And so a lot of times people approach goals for the purpose of it maybe subconsciously more than consciously, mm-hmm. but it's like if I can do this, then I'm going to be more confident or I'm going to be more of who I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of times the – and it, it's it's I get the motive of that, but the problem with it is that it breaks down under scrutiny and no, you won't. That's mm-hmm. the problem with it. Mm-hmm. And I find that – a lot of times, like I was thinking about this earlier today, like a lot of times people in your and my generation lack confidence mm-hmm. and they have no real practicality how to do constructive uh, confrontation, mm-hmm. right? Because those things go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not confident, you're not going to walk into confrontation and you're definitely not going to do it well. So it becomes this volcano, Mm-hmm. That just kind of erupts one day and makes a mess. Right. Right. And so I think these things are like really closely tied together whenever it comes to, okay, what's the motive of our goals? Yeah. Right. What, what's kind of driving that? Is it a selfish, maybe not a selfish game, but like, is it centered around me obtaining something that I think will complete me? And a even lot of times, further? do I have the, and uh, like, identifying ourselves as the power source to make something happen. So, okay, I'm not going to eat that cookie. I'm not (laughs) going to eat it. I'm not going to eat any sweets. I'm going to do this, whatever. And we kind of look to ourselves for like, okay, I'm going to suddenly like generate. Self-discipline is a fruit of the spirit, okay? Yes, it is. It's (laughs) like I'm when our minds and our natural minds, it's like, okay, I'm going to decide I'm not going to eat cookies and I'm not going to do it. And I'm going to, my performance is based on how I handle this right and it's like thank you jesus we don't have to live that way and like you said self-discipline is a fruit of the spirit things like love fruits of the spirit like in confronting people in truth and in love things like that the holy spirit can generate you know that confidence that we need for that you know we can really instead of relying on ourselves to develop those things Holy Spirit is a much better teacher and he can actually sustain us when we are feeling weak. Right. So instead of caving in or giving in to whatever, um, because of him and his strength and his able ability to sustain us, we actually can be successful versus putting all the pressure and on And this us. is where the conversation gets so necessary to talk about balance, right? Mm-hmm. Because this goes back to that mindset piece. Because right. here's the reality, and Paul was very clear in Romans, like if you read Romans 6, 7, and 8, he kind of bounces around like, yeah, we fully rely on the power of the Holy Spirit to sustain these things by the grace of that's given to us by mm-hmm. Christ. And, and guess what? You're going to fail. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You're not always going to win. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You're not always going to not eat the cookie. And, and listen, 
it doesn't make you less loved by God or less of a person, and it doesn't make you a failure. It doesn't change your identity. Because your identity is rooted in Christ. And so you kind of see that thread all the time through Mm -hmm. a lot of Paul's writings, as a matter of fact. I mean, even so much to the point where, like, I love in this conversation, right, I love Philippians 3. Because in Philippians 3, Paul gives his resume as a Pharisee, mm-hmm. right? And he talks about all of his accolades, which, by the way, if you didn't know, Paul was a G. Like, Paul was Pharisee of Pharisees, which means he had the first five books of the Bible memorized, and he never, like, broke the law. He kept all of the right. commandments. Like, he knew the the deal. He was... Top of his class. On top of everything. He was mm-hmm. in the lead to take the top spot of all of Israel. And that was kind of the context that Jesus intersected his life, knocked him on his horse, right? All that stuff. So when in Philippians 3, he kind of gives that resume and he says, listen, it's worthless. All of that is nothing. And instead of, of lingering in the past, I press forward, right? And that idea of like, hey, the successes, because I think... If we're really honest, where we as a people tend to get caught up isn't in getting caught up in our failures of the past that gives us our biggest stumbling blocks. Really, our biggest stumbling blocks is holding on to the successes of the past. Mm. The success, like, because you hear it, you hear the guy that's been out of high school for 15 years talking about the one time he ran for a touchdown. And it's like, buddy, listen, it's been a decade and a half. Get your butt in the gym. You're not in shape anymore. Okay. Like, but that's the deal. Like, or the, you know, Mm. the person that crushed it in their career 10 years ago and has bounced around from job to job because they've been, you know, resting on the laurels of what they used to have done. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's all important in talking about kind of the health of how we think about our goals and really like, are my goals centered around me or are they propelling me towards my call and towards my purpose in an act of worship to the Lord. And so catch us for our next episode. We're going to continue this conversation. Hope you guys have an amazing week and you've had an amazing start to 2020. Love you guys. See you guys. Bye.